Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, where we talk about all of the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, and health and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. Today, I wanted to continue on the subject of back to school during the COVID-19 pandemic. And so I talked about a few weeks ago, the decision about back to school, whether to do online or virtual, or how to really approach this year and things that I was taking into consideration during that decision-making time. And so I have decided to send the kids back um, in person, at least to start. That was kind of where I landed. And I told myself that I couldn't make a definitive answer, but I knew I could make an answer um, kind of for day one as to where to start. So that was kind of how I approached it. And so of course, uh, today was their first day back. And Oh, wow. So many feels. I could definitely feel the anxiety coming up in the house um, just with the kids last night as we hit bedtime, you know, comments about I don't want to go back. And we just kind of um, talked to them about getting to sleep and, and we'll continue that that conversation in the morning. Um, and actually, the morning went really well. We gave ourselves a lot of extra time and we decided to drive the kids to school uh, so that we could be there to see how they settled in and um, just how all of the new processes were working. So I will say we were very lucky the kids um, didn't didn't have the tears or, or anything this morning. And I think that is a real marker for us because I was really expecting with the anxiety that they were feeling that we might have some of those tears for sure or some type of um, issue I guess whether it be crying or you know just not wanting not wanting to be dropped off so um, I guess I was anticipating it a lot for the kids, but didn't feel it so much for myself. And so coming back home, uh, my husband was away today and I spent the day working at home um, and really being alone for the first time, I would say, other than maybe running errands during the pandemic. And so it really started to hit me for sure throughout the day of um, how difficult it was and how much I was used to having the kids around even when I was working. And it was even funny, as soon as I went to go log on to the network, I normally log on to a secondary network that we have because then that leaves the primary network for uh, the others in the house to use. And I thought, oh, I'm the only one here. No one's trying to play Fortnite or use Netflix or, you know, use the iPad. And it just kind of startled me because for the first time in the last six months of me working here, that hasn't been the case. Um, everyone's kind of always been around. So I really felt similar feelings to when I went back to work after maternity leave. And I didn't see that coming. I didn't really think about the fact that 
it's a very similar transition because with maternity leave, you're home with your kids nonstop. You have, you know, a new baby. You maybe have another child at home as well. And you're totally immersed in being a stay-at-home mom, or at least I was during that time. And then I remember really having a challenging transition back into working full-time out of the home. And today felt so much like that except I'm working at home in this case, but definitely that not having my children close, like within arm's reach constantly, um, really, really felt jarring. So what are some things that I did? So for my lunch break today, I made sure to move my body. So I went out, I went out for a quick half an hour jog. I used my Peloton app to keep me moving. And I want to say I was probably running the fastest that I have in a while. I just took in uh, cool air, sunshine, and got moving. I also tried to set myself up for some success um, for the day because I really wanted the kids to have the focus and not have my emotions play into any part of their morning. So I did yoga last night with a friend just to kind of ease myself into a good sleep. And I also got up um, an hour early so that I could get in um, a boot camp focused on like legs, glutes, and a little bit of jogging as well. So all of that movement, just trying to release some of what I was expecting. Like I said, I didn't expect the emotions to be as strong as they were. Um, but I think all the movement helped. So that was one thing that I did. Even while everybody was getting ready this morning, I put on some essential oils. I used Cheer, which is an essential oil that basically smells like candy. Like I thought, let's start this day um, in as much of a positive light as we can. Um, so that was one other thing that I did. And then certainly after dropping the kids, I did allow myself to have a little release in terms of some tears uh, once they were back inside. And I could see other people might take a release in terms of a meditation or um, potentially doing more yoga. But for me, I think just a few moments of reflection, those tears absolutely could came. Um, one of the other things that we did was try to prepare the kids in the most positive way that we could. So we talked about a lot uh, about how things will be different inside the school and kind of gave them some photos that the school had posted on Facebook to try to understand uh, what it would look like inside. We also did a pre-tour of the school, which our principal was kind enough to offer. Just I had offhandedly mentioned that the kids were feeling a little anxious having been out of school for, for quite a period. And um, she offered that we could come in just for a couple minutes to take a quick look. So that was really helpful. I think that calmed the kids down because they knew exactly what they were going into um, and, and turned out to be very helpful. I also talked to the kids a lot about tempering expectations in terms of giving themselves time to 
readjust back into learning, right? That, you know, it's not going to maybe feel perfect on day one. And we've been talking about that as well as we're starting to pick up some sports. My son's getting back into soccer and I just have been really trying to make sure that his expectations of what he can do on day one, having not been playing a competitive sport for six months, is maybe not exactly what he was doing when the sports shut down. Um, And so I I look at school the same way. I mean, they're not going to be... uh, quick, quite as quick with, you know, their response or their writing techniques or their math and things like that, because they have been kind of out of that environment for a little while. I did spend some time connecting with each child separately as well. Um, My son and I, I thought the best way to do that would be through activity. We did some outdoor stuff and just chatted a little bit. Um, And with my daughter, we did more of like an activity. And so one of the things we did was a printout from the company that does the Big Life Journal. And the printout was all focused on bedtime routines. She has a lot of challenges sleeping. So it was an interesting cutout. You print off a few pages and then they get to pick up to seven things that can be involved in their bedtime routine. And we cut them all out and then you paste them on. And then there's a little flap that you can move once each is done. So last night she was really cute, um, you know, putting done after each of the things that she did as part of her bedtime routine. And so we'll see if that sticks but I think it was just something that helped her to start thinking about that transition back into a routine. We certainly spent time getting all of the gear ready, the backpacks and the lunch bags and stickering things. I have those Mabel Labels stickers where um, it has all their name on it. So making sure everything was stickered, including masks and finding spots for things. I have um, just a Ziploc that I've hung on the, it's like a large Ziploc that I've hung on the front inside closet where, you know, it's just labeled use masks. And so that's where they put anything that's been used and needs to be washed. And so just kind of coming up with these new systems. I'm all about having systems so that things can move easily. And I think especially during this time when we're, dealing with um, a lot more concern around germs. And so as mom, trying to find what systems are going to work, you know, we've talked to the kids about when you come home, you're going to change into kind of like an evening clothes and not sit around um, the whole time in in your, your school clothes from the day. So just all those little things to help prepare how things can roll in the most efficient way. So I definitely think that taking those moments of connection were really helpful and just seeing those eyes that were telling me they were worried, but um, they're so brave. And then one of the things for myself, I mean, coming home, I immediately my brain went into, okay, now you can work harder. The kids are off to school. You're going to have more time for work. You'll be able to take more proper lunch breaks and maybe do things for yourself on your lunch breaks. You're going to be able to, um, you know, do so much more. And I had to try to stop myself and say, okay, it is day one. It is day one of the children being out of the home 
And, you know, we're still in a pandemic. We don't know how things are exactly going to roll with back to school in terms of um, kids needing to be tested periodically um, or outbreaks in the school. And so I just kind of thought, don't put the pressure on day one. Let's just see how it goes. You know, it was like I told my kids to temper their expectations and we had talks about that. And I thought, now I need to talk myself through that exact same thing. Temper your expectations. You know, you have one day so far. And at that point, you know, I was just even into the first little bit. But one day to kind of start that transition back. And and I need to remember myself that it's a transition. It's not a total abrupt switch gears to, you know, the kids are fully back. Um. One of the other things I talked to the kids about were some of their tools that they can use. So just reminding them, I mean, they're out of the habit of being in the school environment. And so when they were in school, if they were feeling anxious, they have tools like breathing, um, making sure to take their breaths. And we have a few different types of breathing that they use or Maybe having fidget toys are something that your children use if they're feeling anxious during school or something that's like a security thing. Um, You know, I know some parents have like a special necklace or a bracelet. I know for my daughter, we used a bracelet that had the lava beads and essential oils on it, things like that, um, that really help them when they're feeling a little bit off to just either ground themselves in the moment or remind them of home if they're feeling separation anxiety. And then also, you know, I talked to particularly with my son that if he's feeling anxious, there are some different things that he can do to release some of that energy, um, different grounding techniques. There's one that's a 54321 grounding technique where you focus on, you know, five things you can see. And I won't, I won't get the senses, right? But five things you can see, four things you can hear, three things you can smell, two things you can touch, and then one thing you can taste, or it could be you can say one thing, something with, you know, your mouth, like you can say one thing positive about yourself. So that's a grounding technique, but um, there certainly are others that are available. And I actually do that grounding technique a lot myself, even when I'll be like, um, when I was working in the office, I would work all day and then, you know, go out on my lunch break and I would often feel very frazzled initially, like you're rushing around, your brain's been very busy all day. And so I basically would do this quick technique as I was even walking down the street on my lunch break just to help me transition like okay you're not at your desk anymore and so it's a transition you can use a lot and I was reminding him of that and then also um, you know Rachel Hollis teaches at her rise conference which I went to this five four three two one technique where 
She then blares music. She goes, five, four, three, two, one. And she blares music and you jump up and down and you dance. And so I was saying to my son, you know, you could essentially do this, but just with, because he really likes that one at home, um, but just with, you know, if you're outside, you could jump up and down, kind of do a five, four, three, two, one, and then do a few jumps or something. Or, you know, you could jog on the spot or just something because, you know, Rachel always says, same you, new mood. And you know, he he really likes that one because I think it just releases those quick endorphins and it gets out whatever that negative slumping energy might be. So we just talked about some of those techniques that might be helpful if they're feeling anxious during this transition time or feeling, um, you know, any type of low feeling that it can help them transition to maybe getting back to that more positive mindset because it's much easier to learn in the positive mindset. So I think those were helpful. And then one of the other things that we did, and I had advice from a therapist to do this, was to set something for the kids to look forward to. So something at the end of the day that, you know, during the day, if they're feeling a little bit off, they can say, but you know what, I know tonight after school, I'm going to do this. And so maybe it's something fun, like, you know, you're going to go for a walk all together or go to a park or, you know, I kind of said to them, hey, it would be really nice to maybe go to Starbucks on our drive home, something like that. Um, And whatever it is, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to cost money. It could even just be, you know, I'm going to get a hug from my mom right after school. And sometimes it can help them through it. So I think that 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 hopefully is helpful and um, is something that is is easy to maintain. And then just keeping going. I think that's going to be the challenge. You know, you can day one um, concentrate on just kind of trying to keep up that energy throughout the year and the diligence with the new routines and all of that kind of stuff. And hopefully everything goes really well. So we're definitely um, feeling lots of feelings and uh, had had a good day today. And we will uh, just keep at it for the time being. Anyway, um, hopefully that's helpful, maybe gave you some ideas. One of the next things I'm going to look at is getting one of those big life journals. I think that would be really helpful uh, during this transition as well for uh, both children. They have different ages. I think there's a one that's a 7 to 10 and one that's 11 plus. And I think it would be great to get the kids more into journaling. The other one I talked to my son about was, um, you know, just doing some meditation, not super stringent, but just maybe sitting out on the back deck for a couple minutes together and just taking in, you know, some of the nature sounds and just having those little breaks. And you can do it on a walk as well, but I just thought something like that would be really good for for settling some of the the feels because I'm sure once they have their weekend, they will be then back into some of those anxious feelings every Sunday night um, as as this continues. So hopefully this was helpful. Thank you so much for listening and um, I hope you have a great week. If you do like the podcast, please consider subscribing. Um, You can also review the podcast and follow me on social media at Sarah, S-A-R-A, Lady, L-E-D-Y, Gluten, G-L-U-T-E-N. Thanks and have a great week.